Bad Bird presents Seat of the Allfather, written by Jay Isaac. This is Chapter 1, In the Dark, Part 2. The mood at home was stifling. Max felt like he could barely breathe. After school, he sat on the couch watching his father open the mail from the day. James swore after opening each new piece of mail. They must have all been bills. Finally, Max grabbed his hoodie and ducked out the front door. A walk would feel good. He headed up the road towards the north. He didn't intend to go anywhere particular, but the road into the woods was usually a pleasant walk. Max's family lived on the edge of a suburb. Moving from the middle of the city and driving north, you would initially encounter the inner circle of the suburb, which is rather nice. The community stumbled out from there, quickly degrading in quality the closer one got to the edge of the bordering forest. The main suburban arterial turned into a narrow highway that, if followed, would ultimately put you in the next state. Max walked for a long time down that narrow highway. There was never much traffic on it, and he didn't see a single car. Now that it was getting to the end of September, the weather was beginning to cool off substantially. Feeling the back of his neck grow cold, Max tightened the drawstrings on his hoodie. Suddenly, a fence could be seen in the distance, on the right side of the road. Max stopped. He hadn't meant to come this far. He started at the sound of a far-off door slamming. He moved to the side of the road, taking cover behind a stand of trees. The sound of crunching leaves beneath him seemed unbelievably loud in the quiet, arboreal landscape. Max waited for a moment in his position behind a large maple. He began to hear someone singing in the distance. It was a low voice, but very melodic. Finally. Max's curiosity got the better of him. He began to move stealthily towards the property. The old ranch fence that bordered the estate was large enough for Max to slip through with ease. A house began to come into view through the trees. It was a large, stately structure, dark gray in color with brick accents. It was surrounded by a beautiful rolling green that took up almost an acre. There, on the grass in front of the house, stood a tall man wearing only shorts. He was carefully painting on a large canvas, singing as he worked. The words were not discernible, but the melody was strangely beautiful. Max crept a little closer. The man looked to be in his sixties, but had a well-defined, muscular frame. Long, clean white hair draped from his head. Now Max was almost to the green. A single step would have moved him from the protective shroud of the tree line and exposed him to the light of the waning afternoon. Suddenly, the old man stopped singing. He carefully set his brush and palette down on a small table by his side. Then he turned in Max's direction. Come out, child. He held out an open palm of beckoning. Max started at the man's voice. Could he have seen him? He remained frozen behind the tree. Max. The old man's voice was soft, with a subtle edge. 
The boy didn't know what to do. He felt embarrassed. Max slowly walked out from behind the tree. He felt like an exposed rodent under the old man's gaze. The old man laughed softly under his breath. Max, come here. You don't remember me, but I'm an old friend of yours. Max began to approach cautiously. How did... How do you know who I am? I knew you when you were very young. I know your parents, too. The old man touched his chin and then returned to his work. The boy's face flushed slightly. How do you know I was there? The old man ignored his question. He painted for a moment in silence, before turning slightly to IMAX. I heard your old man lost his job. That is truly unfortunate. Max nodded reflexively, wondering just how much Lewis had told the old man. And your mother? Is she still bedridden? Max nodded again. Your life must be growing increasingly difficult. For that I feel sorry. None of this is your fault, but you still have to suffer the consequences of other people's bad decisions. Doesn't it all sometimes make you want to grow wings and just fly away to some other life? Max realized that the shape taking form on the old man's canvas looked to be a young child laughing gaily. The old man's question appeared to be rhetorical, and he did not repeat it. You should come back and see me sometime next week. I think I have a way I can help your family's situation. It will just take some time to get everything in order. It was beginning to grow dark as Max walked down the road back to his house. He was still perplexed by the interaction he had just had with the old man in the woods. How does he know me? Max thought, kicking a small stone down the road as he walked. And how in the world is he going to help us? He reflected on the size of the house, the yard, the quality of the estate. He wondered if the man was going to give his parents money. Saturday night. This would normally be one of Max's favorite times of the week. His family would typically watch a movie and have microwave TV dinners, a special treat after a week of less interesting fare. These days, however, even normally enjoyable activities were rife with tension. Why can't you go get a job at the other factory? What's it called? Litech? They basically do the same thing as your last job. Grace was leaning on her walker slowly moving from the kitchen to the couch, next to where James sat. James put down his drink and turned up the TV, his hand shaking with controlled frustration. Because... He said through gritted teeth, his gaze still fixed on the TV. They don't hire... He paused briefly, before finishing simply. You... You know why I can't get a job there. He held out a hand to steady Grace as she sat down. Once seated, she resumed the conversation. Well, maybe you could, you know, go back to your old line of work. The money was so good. She seemed to be half-joking, but there was a strand of pain in her voice that indicated an honest desire. James shook his head solemnly. 
I, I can't. Max ate quietly and thought about what had been said. Then, he thought about his conversation with the old man up the road. He wondered if the old man was telling the truth, that he could really help them. Hey, Max. Max looked up from his plate and realized his father had been talking to him. You remember what's happening Monday? Huh? Oh, yeah. You and Mom are going to the clinic for some tests? James nodded. Yeah, we'll be we gone for the night, back early morning. Are you going to have a friend over, or should we drop you off at Aunt Mary's? Max finished his last bite. I asked Louis to come over. I'll double-check with him tomorrow. Grace spoke up. Louis? Is it that older boy you're friends with? I haven't met him yet. He's cool. James grunted. <laughs> Just don't get up into any trouble. That night, after the family had turned in, James and Grace lay awake together in bed, staring at the ceiling. Do you think Max is going to be okay here? Just him and his friend? James nodded in the dark. He'll be fine. A long silence fell over the couple, until Grace finally broke it. Do you think they are looking for us? Or do they even care anymore? James looked over at his wife in surprise. I... I don't... I don't know. After all this time, it seems hard to believe that we're on anybody's radar. It's over, as far as I'm concerned. Grace sighed softly. I hope you're right. Sometimes I... I think about who we were and it just feels like a bad dream. A dream about bad people who look like the two of us. No more words were spoken, and the house grew quiet. Mondays. Sometimes they turned out alright. Max woke up early, ate breakfast, and got to the school bus with time to spare. Mondays. At lunch, he didn't see Lewis. That was a bit odd. While Max ate, he thought about the two were going to get up to that night. Lewis had said he could probably get some beer from his dad. That would be cool. Pair that beer with whatever horror movie was on late night TV, and it would be a good time. When the bus pulled up in front of Max's house that afternoon, he saw his father loading the car. Grace was already seated in the passenger seat. Alright boy, be good. There's some food in the fridge, and uh, hey, when's your friend gonna get here? Max shifted the bag to his shoulder. Pretty soon, I think. Don't worry about me. We're just gonna hang out, watch a movie or something. Grace blew Max a kiss. Bye, baby. We'll be back real soon. Max turned and watched the car pull out, and then fade into the distance. He then went inside and headed for the fridge, slinging his bag on the couch. He heard dogs barking in the distance. Where the hell is Lewis? Max flopped on the couch and turned on the TV. His eyes began to grow heavy, hypnotized by an endless reel of cop shows and infomercials. His head began to tilt downwards. Max jolted awake. Someone was pounding on the door. He looked out the window. It was dark outside. The clock on the wall indicated the time was about half past ten in the evening. The boy struggled to his feet and then jogged to the door. 
The doorknob was turning before he could even get to the threshold. The door swung open, and there stood a breathless Lewis. Max! Max! We have to go! Right! Now! Max raised his eyebrows and stifled a yawn. Mm, what? Go where? Lewis was sweating profusely. His eyes had a crazed, desperate look like that of a trapped animal. It doesn't matter where we go. We just can't be here. He stepped inside the door and shut it, locking both the knob and the deadbolt. Trust me on this. Grab some clothes and let's get out of here. Max stumbled through the dark house to his bedroom, where he flipped on the light and grabbed his gym bag. Lewis hovered behind him, periodically glancing out the windows and fidgeting. Max spoke as he hurriedly stuffed items of clothing into the bag. Lewis, what the hell is happening? Tell me. He slung the now full bag over his shoulder and faced his friend. Lewis looked around furtively and then gripped Max's shoulders, looking him directly in the eyes. Max, I'm sorry. I never should have done this to you. But now, you are not safe. You may never be, but we've got... The sound of shattering glass interrupted. A soft thump of feet landing on the living room floor could be heard. Max and Lewis backed into the corner of the bedroom. Max could hear his friend's breathing quickening to the point of panic. His own heart felt like it would beat through his breastbone. The house grew quiet, save for the sound of the boys breathing and the creak of floorboards here and there. A metallic clank occurred somewhere out in the house, and the bedroom lights went off simultaneously. Max could sense Lewis's posture change. He drew low to the floor in a defensive position. Soft steps padded down the hall towards the bedroom. Suddenly, in the quiet, a low melodic whistle could be heard. It was calm, almost serene. It curled along the hallway and settled into the boy's ears. Lewis drew even closer to the floor and then dropped on his knees. Max tensed up and gripped the wall with the pads of his fingers. Terror had taken hold of his body. He couldn't think. He couldn't move. A loud snort suddenly snapped him out of it. Lewis was making strange noises. His breathing had become deep and animalistic. His head began to swing rhythmically back and forth, his eyes fixed on the doorway. The whistling stopped. Lewis! Lewis, what is going on? Max whispered, his voice shaking. Lewis suddenly sprang to the door, darting down the hallway. Max heard two bodies colliding in the hallway, and a fierce struggle following, thumping, smashing, and then a low gurgle and moan could be heard. Abruptly, the house was still. Suddenly, a tall figure appeared in the doorway. Max screamed and threw his bag at the intruder, trying to retreat even further back into his room. The figure swatted the bag out of the air and grabbed Max by the throat. A cloth was firmly pressed over the boy's mouth, and his mind swirled into blackness. The figure draped Max over his shoulder, and then turned and exited. The house grew quiet once more. This has been Seat of the All Father. Join us next time for Chapter 2.